0: Oh hi Craig. Um, hi Craig! What the fuck? Yes, yeah, this is that's
1: Craig. Sorry. <laughs> okay, you weren't wrong when you said that Craig is scary.
0: Um. Well, hello, hi. hello. Welcome hi, back hey, to friends. the unnamed podcast. Um,
1: yes. How are you feeling house- today?
0: How are we feeling today? How are we doing, everyone? Uh, I'm Mila, and that's Kenzie. i We have a hi. very we have a very special guest on today. Um, oh, I'm so excited. If you would like to introduce yourself, special guest.
1: Ayo, hey, what's up? I'm Katie. Um, I met these two bitches on a Criminal Minds Discord. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's about all I... That's basically oh. it. Um, yeah, that's basically it.
0: Yeah, so we are here today to discuss some <clears throat> discussions um, <laughs> Let's think. Okay, so I know we mentioned last episode. I'm not sure if you listened or not, Katie. If you're a fake fan or not. Um, yeah, she's <laughs> good. She has to be a fake fan. I don't Are know you why anyone would sit and listen to us. We have a couple people listening, actually. <gasps> like, damn, we're on fucking Apple Podcasts now.
1: <laughs> yeah, work. work! Yeah. On Apple Podcasts.
0: I was just like, what are we doing here? Like, I'm so proud. Since when did we get here? Um, but anyways, as I mentioned in the last uh, episode, I'm a theater kid. And Katie is also a theater kid. Indeed. So I, I thought we might, we might share some horror stories from our theaters. <laughs> um, Kenzie's going to listen because she's not a yeah, theater kid. Yeah, it's story time for me. Fucking nerd! Um, I'm a crazy nerd. Crazy. Nerd. 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 Noob. Nerd. getting really bullied on my own podcast. You're a noob. True, you're a noob. um it's not my fault. I hey. I do tech. I'm a techie. I am in ASM usually, but I'm SMing a show right now. uh For the noobs out there, that's stage management.
1: So basically, I get to yell at everyone which is great. Stage managing? That sounds fun. So yeah. underappreciated. It's very Everyone underappreciated. Everyone, appreciate your stage managers. They are the reason your show turns out well.
0: Yeah. Um, and Katie is a fucking champ. Uh, oh, absolutely she's so, based oh singer. <sighs> um. <She's> so good. Stop <laughs> it. You're gonna I make sense, me sing. Uh, <laughs> I sent your Katie, TikTok to my director. No way! No, you what did not. So she's she's that. seventeen. Calm down. Um, and she was like, um, what did she say? She was like, an, oh my fucking god, such talent! And I was I like, true. Love- <laughs> That's so
1: cool. Hold on, I need a minute. I mean, it's true. <laughs>
0: oh, thank you. Oh Take my god. Take it to my friends. I- <laughs> okay, so that was that video was on repeat for like days. Oh,
1: thank you. You guys are too sweet. Absolutely fantastic. So
0: good. And you got to play one of my favorite characters in Broadway history, which is uh, Eponine, because I'm a
1: fucking uh, simp. Eponine um, is my f- was. I think Eponine is next to Joe March is the favorite role I've ever played. I loved Is. Holy shit, I miss it seems like such a fun show to do
0: Um, it is
1: it is i didn't think i would enjoy it as much as i did because eponine she's a great role don't get me wrong but um les mis is a mostly male based show because it's about the french revolution and stuff so um going from doing little women where i was joe and then the following year to doing um les mis i was like all right this is gonna be a little bit more of a chill year which honestly was fine i don't care because eponine was like such a cool role. It was just a lot less stage time than I thought because Epony maybe spends forty five minutes on stage in total uh, out of like a two and a half hour show, um, and compared to Joe, which was not, she wasn't the one scene she wasn't in was like fifteen minutes. So, um, but it it was honestly like the favorite my favorite role that I have played because it's just there's so much depth there and Les is an incredible story and. The magical parts were the parts where I wasn't even on stage. It was the parts where I got to see how much the other people in the cast improved, and we grew so much. And I didn't think we'd be able to pull it off, but we did.
0: That's why I love um, like doing th- like tech because I'm there from auditions or like even before that, like conception of like what show we're doing, all the way through like strike. Um, right. Which for you non theater people is when we uh, take down the set and it's very emotional. It's um, so sad. Oh my God. So I bad. have some
1: stories about Strike. Ah! I have a lot of ah! stories.
0: Um, oh my <clears> God. <throat> but yeah, it's. I think there's definitely something about like Eponine as a character where even though yeah. she is not on stage nearly as much as she deserves like when she is on stage she's the fucking center of attention she she's steals she's like the,
1: show. the um the dragon of shrek yeah and the sour <laughs> yeah, kangaroo <exactly>. of susicale <laughs> she's that that yeah <laughs> she comes on stage she sings like one big solo but she look well, i guess this does not go for the dragon but it, it might go for the sour kangaroo um she's such a pivotal character um and it's uh, her contribution to the storyline. Most people think it's unimportant because she she's a Sam. spoiler alert for Lamez. If you haven't seen Lamez, don't. It's not like it. Like the book came out like two hundred years right. ago or anything. <laughs> well, Eponine dies, right? And then everyone's like, "Oh, Marius never really cared about Eponine," but like her legacy like lives on. And um, she in the musical, I find it really interesting because in the movie. They had the priest and Fontaine carry Jean Valjean to heaven when he dies. But in the musical, they had it so Eponine and Fontaine carry Jean Valjean off to heaven. And I can't remember exactly the reason because I did Les Mis, like almost nine months ago. Um, but it had something to do with, I think it was like how Eponine gave him the letter from Marius or something like that. And um, it like changed because Les Mis is Jean Valjean's story. And she changed the story. By giving him the letter from Marius, and then he went to the barricade and saved Marius, and that he, Eponine was technically the reason that Marius was still alive.
0: Like I also, I'm just a massive fan of Les Mis. Uh, I recently found out that Gavroche is Eponine's brother. Um,
1: yes, that, when I found that out, I was like, no fucking way, no fucking I was way, bawling my eyes out. Uh, yeah. It's just like every I know time how you much think you, you know, know everything, this.
0: you just don't. Yeah, you just don't. I don't know how much you know about this, Kenzie. Um, nothing, absolutely nothing. It's great. Absolutely nothing. Um, watch late mm. mm. Miz, watch I've never seen it, it, but I will. Oh, uh, it's brilliant. Samantha Barks, I'm such a simp. Oh I my god, god, Samantha Barks, Anyways, is
1: like my main inspiration for Eponine.
0: I mean, she's fantastic. Yes. Um, anyways, yeah, she's yes. crazy, talented. I didn't know that she she filmed the movie when she was 19. No way, really? Yeah. Holy shit. What a powerhouse. Yeah, it was absolutely ridiculous. Um, But anyways, moving away from uh, characters like that, um, (laughs) I would love to hear some of your crazy theater stories because I also have some absolutely insane Brilliant. Really in.
1: Okay, Um, where should I start? I've been in God, I think I'm doing West Side Story in June of 2021. I thought it was supposed to be June of 2020, and then it was December of 2020, and now it's whatever. Long story. That was gonna be my 20th show, including plays. Um, I think. I honestly can't remember. Um, but ridiculous. maybe I I I don't know. Um so Considering that I've done that many shows, it's kind of a lot. I guess, okay, fresh eighth grade and freshman year were very two pivotal years for theater with me. So um in eighth grade, like all throughout middle school, sixth and seventh grade, um, I didn't do the school musical because um sixth grade they just did the Wizard of Oz and I wasn't gonna get a big role and I wasn't really into theater that much back then. So um I just decided not to do it. And then in seventh grade, that director quit and we got a new director and she was not a great director. And I was doing Shrek at a different company. So I wasn't doing the school musical. Um, So I didn't do it that year. But in eighth grade, um, my mom was like, you should audition for the school musical just because it's a good opportunity. It can help you build your resume, whatever. So I was like, yeah, you know what? Whatever, I'll do it. And I was in eighth grade, so I had a better chance of getting a decent role. and they announced they're doing the Pajama Game, which you probably don't know what that is. Um, it's a musical that was I made. I don't know what that is. It's, yeah, it's a terrible musical, first of all. Um, it was made in, like, 1956, so it is incredibly, yes. incredibly sexist. Um, it's about course, a pajama yes. factory. And the superintendent, um, his name is Sid Sorokin. He's, like, the new superintendent of this company. Um he joins and he gets a complaint from a worker and he, the worker files a complaint to the grievance committee, the leader of the grievance committee and like the owner. I still don't know what happens in the show and I was in it. <laughs> so that should just explain to you how terrible the show is. Um, The leader of like the grievance committee, like the union or whatever, her name is Babe Williams. That was my character. Um, Now I auditioned for the show as an eighth grader, not really knowing fully the, like the context of the show. I just thought it was like a cute little show about pajamas, Right. And let you put a with your pajama factory. Whatever. Yeah. No. I audition. I get the lead role, which is, first of all, insane. But there was, like, 10 people who auditioned for this show. Um, and, like, none of them had done shows before. I was the only one who had done a show. And um, I figured out, after reading the script, I was like, holy shit. I was in eighth grade. I was um, just turned 13. And um, Babe Williams 14? was like – uh no i just turned 13 and i was oh i see yeah I, see. I and right before this i got cast in mary poppins and mary poppins was my first lead role um, i love mary poppins it was mary poppins is also one of my favorite shows that i've done um that was probably the hardest role i've ever done but um so i was like all right this is weird i've gotten cast as two leads in a row this year is gonna be fucking wild. Because now I have two shows. Anyways, that's irrelevant. Um, but I read the script. And literally, like, in the first... Like, f- in, like, the fifth scene or whatever. There's, like, a stage kiss between Babe and Sid. Because they, like, get together. It's, like, a enemies to lovers slow burn. <laughs> yeah, Not a slow burn because Cute. it happens in, like, four scenes. Um, so she kisses him and it's like whatever I was like okay that's not that bad and then the next scene they're in Babe's kitchen and she's like cooking and he uh, they sing this duet called small talk and um, let me just the lyrics are as follows Uh, Sid sings this to Babe I don't want to talk small talk now that I'm alone with you I don't want to talk small talk we've got better things to do um, I don't wanna talk small talk. Um, or the fashions of the fall, I don't wanna talk small talk. Uh I've got something better for your lips to do, and that takes no talk at all. Ooh. What the fuck? So um to make it weirder, you would think that this this uh my co star of sorts, you would assume that he is like my age, right? No. Wrong, wrong. He's a junior in high school. He was seventeen.
0: No. What the fuck?
1: I was 13. Um, he was five years older than you? Yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, yeah, that's so weird. And then I read in the script more and Babe literally strips in that scene um, <gasps> to f- a, like a slip. And I remember on the read through, I told a my, my director- child. Yeah, yeah. I told my director, I was like, you know what? I'm not doing this. And she's like, okay, that's fine. So we didn't. But I had to kiss him six times. that show and there's just a lot of sexual content in that show and i was 13 so i had my first kiss on stage um also this guy hated me he really did not like me (laughs) um i'm sorry and he was just really it was a weird relationship and we did shows together on and off but we had really really good stage chemistry together which made for really awkward shows because like We were so, so, so good together on stage. Like, we just could work off each other really well, but we did not work well off stage. Um, And I think I'm fairly easy to get along with. Um, And I am very focused. I don't really talk a lot when it comes to the shows where I'm like bigger roles because I, you know, I'm focused and I have to have my mind there. And he would, he's just a drama starter. And He would just talk shit about me and tell everyone, spread rumors about me and shit. He told everyone that I pay for my roles. I'm like, all right, whatever. Um, Fuck. Yeah, I know. And then when we got the new director, because the director of the pajama game was a terrible director. um, This director, the new director that we got, she has been my dance instructor since I was like two years old. And I have a very close relationship with her. So he automatically assumed that my family like paid to have her come and teach at the school, which really was just not the case at all. She applied for the job, and she got it because she knew a lot of the students that danced at her dance studio also went to my school. And to this day, she's teaching. Uh, This is her third year at my school. First year, she just directed the musical, and now she teaches chorus and theater, and she is, like, a key figure at our school. But that's besides the point I'm rambling. Yeah. That's one of my – that wasn't really a story, though. She's kind of – that's
0: still think- like if I was in that situation and I saw that, I would be like, "What the fuck is mm-hmm. that? Like that is a child and a yep. almost grown adult. yep, I have video evidence, I have video evidence. Jesus can't you that- do something about that? Like I don't think that should have been a thing.
1: It's uh, quite common, really really I, mean, I, actually, I, I have story common that too. It's technically not illegal because he was seventeen and I was thirteen. Um and even Little Women, because he played Professor Bear. Um, I've never seen Little Women. I was going to watch it one weekend and then I got busy. It's so, so good. Don't you Professor Bear is is Joe's love interested love interest and um it's another enemies to lovers except they only get together at the very, very end of the show. It's literally the last scene. Um and I had to kiss him again on that show and that was mm-hmm. literally two weeks before he turned eighteen.
0: And you were fourteen then?
1: I was fourteen then, yeah. Oh gosh. Cool. Oh
0: my god. Yep.
1: I've had and then I no, I had to kiss him again when he was eighteen because we were in these shining lives and it was supposed to be another guy playing my husband. Um I don't know if you've ever seen These Shining Lives. It's like oh. a different version of Radium Girls. Um Okay. And I was playing, like, the lead girl um, because Jim, oh, God, I whatever, um, the same guy who played Professor Bear and um, Sid, same 17-year-old, he was directing that show because he was his senior directorial or whatever. He hated me. So he casted me as the lead, and he casted the guy I liked as my husband. Um, the guy I liked, um, we had a very awkward relationship at the time because he knew that I liked him. I had admitted it to him. I had admitted it to him and he totally turned me down and then started dating my friend. That's a story for another day. Um, and okay. I was like, it was very weird because I wanted to be friends with him and I still liked him and he was just not comfortable at all around me, understandably. And we were forced to be husband and wife. And if, I mean, that you could assume that he just didn't know and that since the dude I liked was like the only other straight dude in theater that he just, you know, and got cast. I in know those. all about <laughs> that. I know all about that. Yeah, but um, and then in in rehearsal, he just made comments like, "Uh, hey, let's just call this guy, um, Gerald. Uh, hey, hey Gerald, pretend like Kate is someone that you like, and Kate, well, you don't have to do that." so oh, mean oh, and oh, in front God. of the whole class and i was just like "Ugh, that's just that's just embarrassing and he just made comments like that and it got to the point where gerald quit the show two weeks before we opened um so which i don't blame him he was going through a lot at the time and um so G- jim had to step in as my husband Mm-mm. and first he just started being nice to me out of nowhere and then he's, like, literally the night, opening night, and it was, like, a one-show thing, because it was a super small show. He was, like, I'm just, he just randomly kissed me on stage. I was, like. Is he not supposed to kiss you on stage? He just, we just never blocked it, but I was, like, you know oh. what, it's husband and wife, I don't really care. But he's also very, 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 very gay, so I wasn't, like, worried. Oh, uh,
0: yes, okay. Okay, yeah. cool. I was gonna be, like, is that a creepy thing? Is that, like. Yeah, no, he's he's extremely gay. Okay, cool, cool, that's fine, That's everything's fine then,
1: okay. But still, I feel awful, like, that's terrible. Like- it was pretty bad at the time, but um, I got over it pretty fast. I mean, you, I mean, in theater, things like that happen. High school is vicious enough, but theater kids are a different breed of vicious. Um, so you have to learn to adapt to that very quickly, and eventually you'll find nice... Uh, and other nice theater people, but you have to find your little cove. I have found that the best people are um, people who do theater, not theater kids. I'm a kid who does theater, but I don't consider myself essentially a theater kid because I don't go on Spotify. When I want to listen to music to unwind, I don't listen to a Broadway soundtrack. I rarely listen to Broadway soundtracks just casually. I listen to other music. I listen to current music or whatever music that de-stresses me uh, theater is my hobby and i love doing it but it is not like my life it is not who i am because i have other interests in other things but i found that a lot of theater kids are just like they live eat breathe theater and i'm like holy shit i can't do that
0: <laughs> i want to be friends with somebody whose only personality trait is that they are a theater kid oh I my
1: don't. god it's it's literally it's the worst thing and then if, if, if you find someone like that and you are also like that, it is so ultra competitive because I used to be that person and every time I'd make friends with another theater kid, it was just clashing personalities because you both want to be on the stage in the spotlight. It's like seven Rachel Berries trying to fight. Like It's it's just oh my god. It's a disaster waiting to happen. So you have to have an, a, for a good cast to work out, you have to have a mix of theater kids Kids who do theater and then um like theater kids but are like I don't know, somewhere in between that because there are a lot of people who are theater kids but they don't act like theater kids. Does that make any sense at all? I get it. Yeah. Okay, work.
0: I I have had experiences with all three. I think that my situation in itself is quite like fascinating because I don't act, I don't have those like competitive tendencies that I might have because I am very much a theater kid it's embarrassing um, I do other stuff too like I'd consider myself more of like an artsy I'm a gamer people are scared I'm, I'm of me gamer. yeah we know you're a gamer anyways <laughs> uh, that was yeah but I do I do a lot of theater and I love it it's like my favorite thing
1: I love theater, theater yeah, I love it so much. thing.
0: Yeah, um, but I have encountered certain people that are just like that. I There was yeah. one girl, I will call her um, Esmeralda. Sure, okay. Sure. Esmeralda graduated this past year. She was a Rachel Berry. Oh, God. The problem, yeah, she was talented. She was pretty, um personality wise um, If Terrible. people that are in theater uh, with me see this, they they're gonna know what I'm talking about. Um she put up a fit when she didn't get the lead. Oh God, um, I already don't There's like a couple her. people that did that. Another thing that she did, so yeah, she thought that she was, like, the greatest person in (sighs) the art theater, which was not true. Uh, And I will say the best female that we had, bless her heart, she also graduated last year, was the most down-to-earth, kindest person I've ever met, and also just so talented. Um, She's at University of Michigan, I think, now. Uh, Whichever one oh, has a good theater
1: my program. Dream school. That is my yeah, dream school. Yeah, she's there. She's there. Oh, God, I'm so jealous. Wait,
0: which one? U-Michigan? <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, you, you Michigan State? I don't know which one.
1: Uh, one of those. University, U of M or M of, uh, I'm VU?
0: I don't know the difference. The one with a the good theater program. One of them has like a great theater program.
1: University of Michigan. It's less than one percent acceptance rate. Yeah, that one.
0: Yeah, Gotta so she's there. Um, I think she got into Carnegie too. Um, oh, oh my god! Oh my god! She <laughs> is fantastic. I got to work with her twice as like an actor. She we did spam a lot my freshman year, which is like Monty Python. So she was the yeah. Lady of the Lake. Um, but the year before that, before I came, she was a sophomore and she was uh, Veronica and Heather's.
1: Ah! Uh, she has everything I want. Done! <laughs> and
0: then uh our last show as we call it. We were going to do Carrie. She was Margaret and was just Carrie phenomenal. I'm going to Fantastic. Um just Ugh. so talented. Um truly lovely. I I adore her. Um she was just the most down to earth like person ever. And I was like, "How are you How are you like that? If I had your voice, I would fucking run to the rooftops and, uh, you know, be like, I'm fucking awesome, you know? Um, (laughs) Oh, my God. No, yeah, she was super cool. Anyways, what was I talking about? Uh, The bratty girl. So we did a student play for our fall production, and the girl didn't get in, but I was, like, in the back helping with casting, and the whole time... We, we, we kept trying to cast around her so that she would get a, get a role. Um, because the directors, one of them was this really talented girl, uh, feared for their relationships with her. Because mm. she would have lost her mind if she didn't get the role. And she didn't. And she was okay with it, I guess, I think. I don't know. I didn't have to deal with her. Um, but also, my freshman year, she was also just terrible stage etiquette. Like, I work stage right, if you know. Yeah, so yeah I work I'm stage right. Yeah, so I work stage right. And that means I interact mostly with, like, the actors that are coming in and out from the backstage. The right. other side is, like, the fly system, which controls, like, the curtains and stuff. So I would always have to, like swerve people and kind of, like, sheepdog them. I don't know what that'd be called. Herding. Herding. I'd have to herd them. Uh, and she would constantly talk. Um. Yeah, that was... So, yeah, then she called me a bitch to my face. Um, (sighs) Because I was telling her, um, to not, um, To not talk. And to stay out of um, sight lines. Damn. Actually, that's so funny. I just got a text from the girl that was going to play Carrie. She just texted me. That's another thing that I did. I have a funny story regarding her... um, and how I accidentally insulted her religion to her face. <gasps> oh. Uh. oh no. <laughs> so, I'm a very critical person of religions. I really enjoy studying religions and just learning about them. Uh, I find that really interesting and just a lot of fun and my dad has like a PhD in religious studies, so like it's always been around me. Um so I was working like vocal rehearsal and she and a bunch of the other principal cast members, principal cast members are, like, the leads in the show, um, were just hanging out in one of the side break, like side rooms, and they, I walk in to, like, check on them and, like, see if they could, like, they were good and, like, they were actually focusing and stuff, and the one thing I hear is, uh, blah 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 Mormons. No, so I go, sorry. I go, I fucking hate Mormons. Um, which is oh. Okay, so I don't hate Mormons as like people. I don't hate many people, but I <laughs> um I dislike the religion
1: greatly. It's a cult. I oh believe. yeah, no. Um I agree completely. I read a cause... book on it and I was like, Holy shit. Yeah, it was um... cra- it's crazy, isn't it, right? Yeah. So I I say that and then I walk out of the room. So I got no reactions
0: oh. from anyone. Like I didn't hear anything. No. Um Another thing is that my crush at the time was in there. I have more stories regarding him. Um, that was a whole thing. Um, but then on my way home, we live by each other. So we take the bus um, to like, out of rehearsal together. Because we're like the only ones that live in like our side of the city. Uh, and I get a text from one of the male leads who I'm good friends with. And he was like, hey, you should probably apologize to what's her name? And I was like, why would I apologize to her? What did I do? Um, and then he was like, she's a Mormon. And I was God. like, I'm sorry, what? Um, and then I turned to her, because I'm like, I'm standing right next to her, and I'm like, dude, why didn't you say something? Why didn't you say that you were a Mormon? Uh, so that maybe, I don't know, I don't insult your, your religion to your face. I knew that she was religious. We'd had a lot of talks about it, because she was Carrie, and, you know, like a whole... A lot of Carrie was is like about religion. About religion, and I don't know how familiar you are with the source material, Kenzie. Um, <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. It's a like a Stephen King book. I, the show I, is going to be I'm great. not a theater. I don't know anything. It's about not a theater movie. thing. It's a horror thing. <laughs> oh, I I I just started getting into horror. I'm not. Didn't she like, watch you know, Watch die? the
1: 1976. Yeah. Yeah. Mila, Kenzie's a baby. Leave her alone.
0: Yeah, I'm a baby. Such a baby. baby. I'm sorry. She's little. I have a question. I'm sorry. Yes. What are the top theater no-nos? Like, what, 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 no. Like, what can't oh. you do? Let's get into it. Okay. <laughs> Let's hop into um,
1: it. I guess number one would be, um, if it's not your prop, don't touch it. hmm mm-hmm. Not number yep. one, but it, it's, I guess these are in no particular order. Um, if it's not your prop, don't touch it. Uh, Do not talk in the wings, or you may as well be crucified. Um, Yeah, don't eat in costume, even though people break that all the time. Don't eat in costume, it's awful. I put, when I, okay, sometimes you just, you gotta eat. Uh, I've been in tech rehearsals where I've been in full ball gowns, and I can't take it off. So I have to do something. I... Uh, when I was in Shrek, I was Teen Fiona, so I had to figure out a way to get around that. And I was also Tinkerbell, so I had this big, huge costume. Um, I cut a hole in a trash bag and I put it over my head. That's really smart. That's, yeah. that's
0: innovative. I'm
1: so trying. that's what I do. I always have a trash bag with me. Um, oh, uh, make sure your station in the dressing room is clean. Um, like, if you leave your costumes on the floor before you leave, uh, you're gonna get yelled at. Um, because... People pay for those costumes. People made those costumes. You can't just do that. That's just disrespectful to tech. It is so disrespectful. Do not disrespect. The do techies. not disrespect techies. Do not disrespect techies, or you will. Oh my god, you're. I hate people who disrespect They're, techies. It's because I've been. I've done a lot of tech too. I'm not. I haven't just done acting stuff. I've been a stage manager like maybe three, four times. Word. Um, for for kids shows but i mean it's still there and i've done tech for a lot of adult shows um and it wasn't like anything huge but i mean just being on tech makes you realize how underappreciated they are um and i'm like holy shit um don't be mean to techies because they do just as much work as the actors do if not, I mean, if, if not just as much more because the techies are constantly working and the actors can slack off sometimes depending on their role. So yeah. Uh, what else? Um. Hmm, don't sing a wicked song or a we're going song into, like, for an audition.
0: Yeah. There are some like no-nos for auditions. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: I guess it depends on um, what kind of audition, because if it's just like for a community theater, then it doesn't really matter that much. Uh, like if you know the people, but if it's like a professional audition, there are so many rules. Like you, you have to walk to the accompaniments a certain way. You have to like turn around and yeah. bend over to show them the music a certain way, because you don't want to show the table your butt. You have to stand a certain way. You have to talk a certain way. You have like, it's, I have done, I have been grateful enough to have done a lot of um, summer intensives and stuff for musical theater. Slating, right? um, uh, Slating, yeah. That's one thing that you have to learn how to do. You have to say your name, the song, and sometimes, it depends on the people you're auditioning for. Sometimes you say the role you're auditioning for, um, but you have to like, you have to figure out a certain way to look. You can't look at them. You have to look right above their heads um, because if you look directly at them, that's going to freak them out. Um, the people at the table, and um, I've done how many professional auditions? I've done maybe like four or five professional auditions. Um, I've done one on-camera audition for Nickelodeon last year. Ooh, um, that was that. That's a crazy story that I can actually tell. So um, this was almost exactly a year ago. Um, Like, a year ago, two weeks ago. So, I thought it was going to be a normal week. Um, It was, like, let's say, I think it was Friday. And I got an email from the, um, I don't know if you know Tiffany Haas. But um, she is from my, she's from Virginia. Um, And she went to school in Virginia. And then she went to New York. And auditioned for Wicked, I think, 27 times. She's 27. Cried. Yeah. And then she got, she was a Glinda standby, and then she was Glinda on Broadway for a while. Um, she's done a lot of other stuff, but now she runs a summer intensive called Destination Broadway. Um, I went there for two years. So I did, it's like a one week summer intensive where you get to meet a lot of cool people. I got to meet Christy Altimer, um through there God. because she's actually friends oh with God. Christy Altomare. I know. It was like. She was true. She was so Uh-huh. I got to meet Donna Vavino um, because she's like best friends with Tiffany Haas. Um, one of the music directors for Wicked. It's like the coolest thing I've ever done. And I got to stay in New York City for a week. It was like, it was amazing. Um, but I did that two years in a row. And um, so the more you do it, like the better you get to know the people who work there. So Tiffany knew me fairly well because I was an, an alumni. And. She emailed me and then a few other people who were at the camp. And it was like a casting director in New York. They were asking Tiffany if she knew any kids who would be like good for a new Nickelodeon show. Um, And Tiffany was like, "Uh, yeah, sure. Let me forward it to a few of these kids that I know at the camp. So I was lucky to be one of them. And I was talking back and forth with Tiffany. It was just like in one day. So I sent the people at Nickelodeon. I sent them my um resume and my headshot and then on sunday i think or maybe it was like monday um i was waiting for a response and then she finally responded to me and she said um we need to see more from you can you come to new york city holy shit whoa i know and i was like okay that's fine i guess cuz virginia's not that far from new york city mm. um it's like a 6 hour bus ride and bus tickets um instantly didn't ahead. have to worry about covid yeah it's like 30 dollars for a bus ticket to new york city it's incredible so i was like all right Whatever. that's fine when she's like uh in two days i was like what and keep in uh, mind um cool i was doing cheerleading at the time i was on varsity cheer at my school and Versity? it was the week before homecoming oh, so wow. um we were learning the routine we were doing a whole bunch of crazy shit to get ready for this the next coming week Crap for that yeah Yeah, and i was like oh my god okay you know what we're just gonna do it and i was like you know what it's fine i'm just gonna sing i was like my go-to audition song i think back then was the life i never led from sister act and i was like i'm just gonna sing that i'll memorize um my sides and then i'll i'll just go in and i'll audition and um then she tells me that i can't sing musical theater i have to sing no.
0: A pop me, song.
1: Yeah, I know. Me, a theater evil, kid. Evil. I, I know. That was so evil. And, like, back then, I didn't know. I didn't listen to pop. I literally, that was back in, before COVID, I only listened to musical theater stuff. And COVID changed me. <laughs> um, And I was like, oh, my God. I don't know any pop songs. So, I learned, uh, like, dear future husband, here's a few things. So Megan oh, yes. yeah, yeah. And he needed to be super, like, poppy and upbeat because it was, like, a Nickelodeon show. It was about, like a boarding school for singers or whatever. So I was like, okay, you know what? I was so oh, stressed word. out. I had like a panic attack in the cafeteria of our school and I called my mom. I was like, mom, I need help. Oh my God. That was such a weird day. And then literally um, I went to school on Wednesday and after school, my mom picked me up and she took me to the bus stop. And the two of us, we went up to New York City. Baby. Got there at 1 in the morning, got in our hotel at like one thirty, and then I had to wake up at like 8, and then I went to audition. I got the audition done, and it was so weird because it was like – I don't know if you've ever been in New York City, but it, it was right in Times Square, um, this <gasps> building that I had to go in. And it was like floor like 50 or something. It was so high up, and it was Crazy. literally the building next to Bubba Gump Strip, Like oh, right oh, yeah. next to yeah, across yeah, yeah. the street and I was like, "Oh, holy shit. This is happening." So we got up there and I was sitting in this little Nickelodeon room forever, and then they finally called me in and I was expecting like, you know, musical, typical musical theater audition, like people sitting on a table at a table and like, you know. Uh, I walk in there and it's like a green screen room, this tiny tiny room and a camera. And she's like, "Okay, I'm just going to have you sing your stuff and read your sides in front of the camera." So I did and then I walked out, and they were like, "Bye, thank you." It maybe took five minutes. We went downstairs, and like, it was October third, by the way. It was literally Mean Girls Day. Um, oh my God! And my mom and I have seen Mean Girls. My mom and I are obsessed with Mean Girls. We saw it in DC because it was super close, and then we saw it. We both seen Mean Girls. Um, how many? I- I've seen it twice on Broadway, and so has she. Um, it's the show that we see every time we come to New York. So, um. We were like, we need to see Mean Girls, and the tickets were like $500, because (laughs) because it was October 3rd. So we ended up seeing Beetlejuice, um, which was so fun. Great, yeah. Uh, But yeah, I I never heard back. (laughs) I never heard back from them. I don't think they they ever recorded the show. But my best friend, who lives in Indiana, he also auditioned for the show, and uh, he also never heard back. So yeah, it's a fun story they like to tell. I'm like, yeah, I auditioned for Nickelodeon. Uh That's really cool. I mean, there's not
0: many kids who can say I've auditioned for Nickelodeon, so I think it's right.
1: It was like it feels like a fever dream. It doesn't feel like it happened. And literally, oh my god,
0: like a whirlwind.
1: If that wasn't weird enough, that same morning, the director of the musical theater program at my school, she texts me and she goes, "Hey, yo, what's up? Uh, Just thought I should uh, give you a little." burst of like excitement before your audition. Here's the cast list for is and I got cast as Epidale. And I was like, oh, that's great. That's such oh my a great god day. This is the best day ever." It was an amazing day. And I literally got that text standing in the middle of Times Square. I was like, "Nothing could be better oh than gosh. this right now. Nothing could be better than this." It's ridiculous. And I still think that's that like the best absolutely insane. the best day of my life. It was it was amazing. I'm uh, uh pre-covid Yeah, everything was better before COVID.
0: Um, Going back to a uh, I fucked up greatly story, I have a story (laughs) of the time I set off the fire alarm. Oh my show! Um, it was we so for the fall play that we did that was student directed. We did
1: Peter and the Starcatcher. I don't know how familiar you are with it. I was supposed to be in that in the spring. Were yeah, I was going to be um. Slank. Slank! Word! Yeah!
0: The- oh my god. Wait, slank? Oh my god, that's the guy that I had a massive cross on. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> that's a whole other thing. Oh we're fine. God. We're we're good friends now. Like it's totally chill. Um But yeah. Um so, I was doing stage right, as I usually do for shows, which is great. I love it. It's very fun. I enjoy that spot, and it's, it's just, like, a good time. Um, and the lighting designer, who is also a student, comes up to me. Um, I adore her. Absolutely adore her. She's like, like you know, like, on Parks and Rec, like how Leslie's always, like, complimenting Ann Perkins? If you've seen Parks and Rec, I've seen a little bit of it. Well, she's constantly complimenting Anne. this uh, character? And, no, Anne is
1: Rashida Jones. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Karen, yeah, Philipella or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. From yeah. um, the Office. So
0: she's like, "Hey, Nila, um, I need you to turn on the hazer in like half an hour, You're
1: right?"
0: Um. If you don't know what a hazer is, it's a glorified smoke machine, um, work that releases smoke that smells like um, caramel popcorn or creme brulee. It's it's a good time, um, or as the kids tell me, a uh, vape juice. But I wouldn't know. Um, <laughs> work, vape yeah, vape juice. yeah. Um, so I was like, cool, uh, and I was like, when do you, what do you want me to send it to? And she was like, three. And then she showed me how to use it, you know. Actually, I think she showed me how to use it the night before. Because it was Saturday. This was, like, our matinee show. Um, So, I I set like, a time. I was watching the time. I'm usually very responsible. And I pay attention a lot when I'm doing theater stuff. Um, But then I got distracted. Um, So, around the half, like, the show. We were, like, the half hour. We were probably 25 minutes out from places. Um, I go to turn on the hazer. Turns out, I hit the uh, the wrong buttons. So it's like a two-button system that we have. One goes up, one goes down. So I hit the down button three times. So the hazer turned on to 11 instead of 3. Um, and that means that it would pump significantly more than it should have. And I left because I was Busy simping. Um that's it's fine, everything's fine. Um and then I go back out and I'm like, wow, there's like a lot of smoke out here. Um I wonder why. I wonder why. And then I realize, because then the lighting technician comes down and it's like, what's happening? Uh I was like, I turned it on, and she was like, okay. And then she was like, turned it off, and I was like, cool. And then I was like, oh shit, it's at eleven. Um, so I turn that fucker off, and then, like, it stops going a little bit, but then it's, like, still, like, kind of pumping stuff, so I unplug it, um, which I'm told to do over the comms. And then the fire alarm goes off, because there's too much smoke, and I was like, fuck! Um, so we have to evacuate the theater. Uh, oh, my God, we were like five minutes from places. Oh, um, I was crying outside in the alley behind our theater, which was really embarrassing because it was the entire cast and like whoever was downstairs, like and like the down um crew, so like run crew and uh stage left tech and stuff, and I was just out there crying. There was a pile of shit on the ground <laughs> um
1: Mona, it, that's me I'm
0: in I'm in the middle of the city so homeless people sleep there and one of them took a shit um, wow. yeah it was human disease um, oh great that's amazing it was, it's really lit so I was just there like bawling I was like they're gonna fucking cut me um cause I set the fucking theater on fire um but they handle it and then It was totally fine. Another thing about the matinee show is that it's usually just elderly people. So, I filled a small, confined space with smoke um, when the entire space is full of elders and old people. That's great. That was, like, dope! Cool! Love that! Love this! This is going great. Uh, And I found out maybe, like, a month ago, I was talking on... I'm on, like, a Discord server with a bunch of theater people. Um, that's, like, I go there every, like, single day. One of the, like, one of the lead, actually, Peter. So Peter was like, yeah, remember when you saw the smoke alarm? And I was like, don't fucking talk about that. Um, he was like, yeah, so, um, my grandfather was in there. And I was like, oh, God. And he was like, yeah, my grandpa was in there. Uh, and he only has one lung. And I was like, why would you tell oh me that? God. Why would you tell me that your one-lunged grandfather... How do people, people get fucking lung? choked by my mistake? Because I was distracted. Oh, no. Because uh, I was being a fucking simp. This is why I don't simp over people. Um, simping, leads but, yeah. simping leads to death. Simping leads to me asphyxiating um, one one lunged <laughs> grandfathers. <laughs> Um, if if the child that not child, he's older than me. If if you're listening to this, I'm sorry about your grandfather. You said it was <laughs> fine, but I don't know if it's fine. Um also the one lung was unrelated to my smoke my hazer accident. Um but yeah, now everyone makes fun of me for um for that. <laughs> um which is really mean. So I I mean, I have enough ammunition on the person that usually does it um, to, like, keep him from making fun of me for it, which is good. Um, But anyways, that's my story of when I set up a fire alarm. It was really, I was glad that the, like, theater department head wasn't there. Because not only is he a racist (laughs) bigot, uh, he's also scary as hell. Um, But he respects me because I told him to fuck off the first time I met him. Um,
1: oh, hey, go Mila! I Camila, didn't know anything Camila, about him. I was just a freshman. Go That was just like hey. literally
0: the first time that I'd ever spoken to him.
1: Where Can I just told me to go off. to
0: someone if they don't know anything about them. No, I mean he's meaner to me now, but like oh, so he, I set him in place. Oh yeah, he's really mean to me. What? Um, he and so it's me and then my co-stage manager she's directing um she's lovely our names both start with an m we are constantly confused for one another by him even though i'm a foot taller than her and we do not look (laughs) similar at all um but he calls us interchangeably either my name or another name and it was quite not very poggers of him um but yeah he also then called us two cunts in front of the entire cast of Carrie. Um, <gasps> I was gone off on him. I mm-hmm. was not in the mood to deal with him. That's pretty like normal. He also uh, calls me a dyke to my face. Oh. Um, I'm not. You have great luck with people. Milo. Yeah, I'm really Amazing great luck. with people. He also calls oh. me like a, a like a lesbian constantly. I'm oh, really God. great at making friends. Um.
1: I'll be mm-hmm. your friend. I'm...
0: Thank you. Thank You're you. I, I mean, yeah, it's good. Everything's good. But yeah, he's a dick. He also uh, openly said the N word a couple times. Oh. Uh, he uh-huh. is white. But oh, because, because he's a gay man, he thinks that he can get away with anything because he was so oppressed. You
1: know? Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep, he is so that's oppressed. That's definitely how it works.
0: Yeah. Anyways, um, he's a dick. He deserves no yeah. more of my time. Um, That's well, the mentality that I, I think we also
1: actually, have. Actually, I think I might have to go because my friend is begging me to get on Discord with him. And I'm like, you know what? All right, shut up.
0: <laughs> so I think I, I am at, at like we're at like an hour that's totally fine oh yeah okay it was, longer, it was oh fantastic God, it was to have you yeah thank you. thank you i would you so love much.
1: to come back if you'd have me. i and still I have guess. a
0: million stories and i'm sure you still have a million stories. i absolutely
1: well. do and i am totally um, for
0: listening to all of them i'm and so sorry if we bored you kenzie no no, no. honestly i was very interested I thought it was very cool. but uh if you want to plug anything kate like
1: Go ahead. Oh, okay, cool. All right, my TikTok is at Katie with two E's. Was taken K A T I E. Um, it's yes, it's after a dream. The Minecraft. Don't ask. <laughs> um, so is my Twitter. My Twitter's under the same handle. Uh you can follow me on Instagram, even though I don't use it ever. I literally deleted it months ago. But uh, at Katie Mary Bev. Um, and that's pretty. Oh, wait, no, my Twitch. Um, you should follow me on Twitch. Don't forget your Twitch. (laughs) Yes, Katie Mary Bev. Uh, I stream on Twitch, they're shitty quality, but I love doing it and I love talking to people on there. So, yeah, you can follow me on there and come join me and stuff. So, yeah, that's about it. That's
0: fantastic. It was so great to have you. Thank you so much. Thank you. I I had so much
1: fun. I'm happy
0: to have fun. I yeah this has been the uh Unnamed um, podcast. The podcast it's um, pretty pretty cool man and uh mm-hmm. I am glad that you listened this far i'm sorry if you listened this far again this is you probably, probably work to really do, so. yeah you you probably have something better to do go do something yeah, better go, go outside do, yeah. go go do something better
1: read a book, um, do something. Read a go book. Feed, dog. feed the go dog poop.
0: Yeah. Go take a shit. Yeah, go mm-hmm. go off.
1: Go Just do sleep. something else.
0: Get the fuck out of here, man.
1: Um, yeah, get, get the fuck out. We don't want you here. Get out of here. Yeah, why, are you getting, <laughs> um, why are
0: you still here? Why <laughs> are you still here? What what the fuck are you doing here? That's not very. Mm. Come on, dude. We're disappointed Just, Okay. Anyways, yeah. uh goodbye. Have a nice, great, great good day. day. Morning, Day nice. Morning, night. Uh, <laughs> sure. Poggers.